I'm Elder Shanina Walker. Thank you for joining me today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. This week is the conclusion of our three-part message, Equip for the Battle. I pray that these teachings have enlightened you and opened your spiritual eyes more clearly to the art of spiritual warfare. Last week, we covered Equip for the Battle. Our scripture was Ephesians 6, 14 through 15th verse. Let's read that. Stand therefore, having your lawns girt with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This week, we're going to be picking up in the same chapter, chapter 6, beginning at the 16th verse through the 18th verse. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplications in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. Now let's wrap. In our review today, we can clearly see that basic training in spiritual warfare is going to the next level. The Apostle Paul boldly continues his mission of equipping the brothers for spiritual warfare. He said the evil day would come. Sergeant Apostle Paul gave the brethren three pieces of armor to put on in our last teaching. They were now dressed in the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Their feet would show with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now that they were properly dressed, it was time for them to get familiar with taking up some very powerful weapons. Verse 16 starts, above all, taking the shield of faith. Let's take a look at that. Above all means, most importantly, more than anything else. Taking the shield. Let's look at the word shield. A shield means a covering, protects from danger, risks, or an unpleasant experience. He went on to say, above all, taking the shield of faith. The word faith, faith means complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Belief that is not based on proof. The Bible tells us in Hebrew, the 11th chapter and the 6th verse, without faith, it is impossible to please God. What the Apostle Paul was telling the brethren is that their faith was their protection. Their covering, their shield from danger. More than anything else, we need to have this piece of armor, the shield of faith. The shield of faith is what we stand behind to protect us from the attacks of the enemy. In the 16th verse, Apostle Paul was informing them, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let's take a look at that. Taking the shield of faith, wherewith. Wherewith just mean with or by which. Ye shall. Ye shall is just expressing assertion or intention to be able to do something. In other words, what Apostle Paul was saying is there was no reason for the brethren when using the shield of faith that they should not be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Let's take a look at the word quench. Quench means to extinguish or put out all the fiery darts Fiery darts is referring to tactics or strategies, plots, such as those overwhelming forces that tend to come upon us, like fear, doubt, unbelief, 
Even psychological warfare and mind tricks that the enemy loves so much to play on us. The Bible tells us in Psalms 18, chapter, the 30th verse, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all those who trust him. The second piece of armor the Sergeant Apostle Paul advised the brethren to take up is in verse 17. Apostle Paul began to say, And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now we know that a helmet in the natural is for protecting the head, but God's helmet of salvation is for protecting our minds. When we take up the helmet of salvation, we are filling our minds with the mind of Christ. The Bible tells us in Philippians 2 and 5, to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus came with the mind to seek and to save those that were lost. He came with a message of hope and deliverance. Jesus' mindset was he came to destroy the works and the tactics of the enemy. The helmet of salvation is a must. There are many people who have yet to be delivered. It is those people that we need to find and let them know that we have a savior, a savior that died for their sins. They need to know that they don't have to live in fear or bondage of the enemy anymore, that the chains can be broken in their lives from habits or addictions. Apostle Paul said, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we see the third piece of armor that he told the brethren to take up is the sword of the spirit. Paul went on to say that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. The word translated in Greek is rhema, the spirit activated word of God. The Bible says in Corinthians, the third chapter and the sixth verse, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. In other words, the letter, law, or word alone brings condemnation to an ungenerated person who rejects it. But where this same word is accompanied by the work of the spirit in someone's heart, it brings life and salvation. So we need the rhema spirit activated word of God in our lives. It is a powerful spiritual weapon that we use to fight this battle. Only the rhema word can destroy the yokes and break the chains of those being held captive by the enemy. For we know that in Hebrew, the fourth chapter and the 12th verse, it tells us, for the word of God is living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul of the spirit, of the joints and of the marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. The word of God is powerful. It is going to be one of our most important weapons that we need to have in our arsenals when fighting a spiritual warfare. Isaiah, the 49th chapter in the 12th verse says, for he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. One of our most important lessons in basic training is to know when and how to use our sword of the spirit. Just know that this weapon should not be taken lightly. Our words are powerful. We have to be so careful what we say and when we say it. Proverbs 18th and the 21st verse tells us, life and death are in the power of our tongue. Your mouth is your weapon. What you say can determine if you win or lose this battle. We have to be determined to speak life. When the enemy speaks fear, speak faith. When the enemy speaks defeat, speak victory. When the enemy speaks death, speak life. 
not just over your life, but over the life of your children, over the life of your husband or your wife. Use your weapon to cut down and destroy the works of Satan. A Christian warrior cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Our weapon of defense and offense is God's word, his son, Jesus Christ. For God has given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that he is Lord. It's only a matter of time. Satan knows that his time is coming near. His time is getting shorter. So you can rest assured and know that your enemy, Satan, the devil, he will bow. At the end of basic training, Sergeant Apostle Paul left the brother with one more vital piece of armor. I could just imagine in my mind the brothers all suited up, ready for war, or so they think. They have already put on the belt of God's truth, the breastplate of God's righteousness. Their feet were show with the preparation of the gospel peace. Then they took up the shield of faith. They took up the helmet of salvation. They took up the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. I can almost see them now, eager and ready for the battle of spiritual warfare. When all of a sudden, the apostle Paul said, hold up, you're not quite ready. I can only imagine the puzzled look on their face thinking, we put on everything, we've taken up all of our weapons, we've learned how to use the weapons properly. Apostle Paul said, there's one final piece that you need to bring this all together. And that is the armor of always prayer. The 18th verse begins, praying always with all prayer and supplications in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let's take a closer look at that scripture. Praying always with prayer and supplication. Supplication only means a request or a petition. In the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance. Perseverance means persistent tenacity, determination, and staying power. And application. Application, again, just means request and appeal, the action of putting something into operations. Paul said for all saints, in order to withstand in this battle and to advance, we must stay prayerful. The Bible gives us countless scriptures about prayer. Jesus gave us a model on how to pray. When we pray God's word back to him, According to his will, he has no choice but to come into our situation and command forces to be moved. The Bible gives seven different references regarding prayer. The Bible says, pray without ceasing in everything by prayer, continuing instant in prayer, prayer everywhere, praying always. For spiritual warfare, Apostle Paul encouraged the brethren not to just pray, but pray in the spirit. Romans 8, 26 through 28 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he searches the heart, knoweth what the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. 
Apostle Paul advised the brethren not just to get caught up in praying in the spirit, but to be watchful while praying. What Paul was saying to the brothers were that in the evil day, they should be aware that in the midst of any intense battle with their enemy, that there are going to be many sleepless nights. For not only does this end time evil day battle require praying in the spirit, but vigilance late in the midnight hours. This type of prayer will require perseverance, persistence, tenacity, staying power, determination. Even Jesus said to his disciples, could you not watch from me, with me one hour? I can tell you right now that in this battle, you can't afford to fall asleep. The enemy is waging war against you. You, yes, you are the prayer intercessor to your victory, to your child's victory, to the victory in your marriage, to the victory in your ministry. Wake up. You cannot afford to fall to sleep in this one. Paul said to the brethren, not only just pray for yourselves and for your family, but pray with perseverance, persistence, and supplication for all saints. This thing is bigger than you. You're standing in the gap, not just for yourself, but for that neighbor who is about to lose their house, for your coworker at work who is about to lose his or her job, for your friend who maybe just got a bad report from the doctor, for your brothers and sisters in Christ. These are evil days and we're in the middle of spiritual warfare. So make sure that you're putting on the whole armor of God. Let's apply. It is my belief we are living in evil times. Just look around you. Danger and disaster is everywhere. This is not our home. We have to stop depending on, being comfortable in, operating according to the system of this world, which is controlled by Satan. It's time to take up our spiritual weapons and fight a good fight of faith. We must stop fighting each other and know our enemy. We must watch as well as pray. There is no time to be weary in well-doing. We can go to our local churches and look around, and it's not hard to see that there is a great falling away from the church. Believers are turning back, giving up. It's hard to find someone who is committed to being a soldier in the army of the Lord. When you are a soldier, you are willing to sacrifice yourself for the cause. And I'm not talking about going out here, blowing up yourself or others either. I'm talking about laying aside every weight and sin that so easily beset you. I'm talking about presenting your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service, not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind that we might prove what is that perfect and acceptable will of God. I'm talking about complete surrender to God of your body, soul, and spirit. What I'm talking about will require hours of study time in God's word. What I'm talking about will require midnight or 4 a.m. prayer. It will require some fasting. It's going to require you to think on things of others and not just your own things. It's going to require you to be ready. Jesus is soon to come. We must pray that we're worthy enough to escape the things that's going to come upon this earth. America is in a dark place right now. Terrorism, war among the races, murder, devastation on every corner. It's all we see and hear when we turn on the news. In order to make it out of this place, we must abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is our secret place. He is our strong tower that we, the righteous, can run in and be safe. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for giving us this wonderful series through your word and equipping us for the battle of spiritual warfare. Most of all, for letting us know we are living in evil times. We thank you for not having us ignorant concerning Satan devices. We now know that there is a spiritual battle and we are in the midst of it. We know we need you and cannot fight this battle alone. We cannot do it in ourselves, but we must be strong in you and in the power of your might. If you have accepted Jesus into your life and you are listening to me today, and through listening to these messages, you've realized that you're under attack from the enemy, that maybe you have opened up doors unknowingly. This message is for you. Maybe you're listening and you're not saved. Maybe you're living in a backsliding condition. This next prayer is for you. Repeat after me. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, I ask you today that you will forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Come into my life and make me whole. I denounce every stronghold. I'm closing every door that I have opened unknowingly and knowingly to the enemy. I denounce the spirit of fear, doubt, and unbelief. I denounce any addiction that I may have, addiction to marijuana, heroin, cocaine, alcohol. I denounce every addictive spirit of sexual perversion, the spirit of pornography, masturbation, fornication, adultery. I denounce the spirit of oppression and depression over my life and any suicidal thoughts or mental illness that have come upon me. I ask you today that you would now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Seal me until the day of redemption and help me to remember every day to put on your whole armor. And when I'm fully dressed, help me to pray always in the spirit for not only myself, but for my brethren. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my life and delivering me. Today, I declare I am a child of God. Today, I declare I am set free. Today, I declare I am saved by the blood of Jesus. I love you today, Lord. There is none like you. We will give you honor. We will give you praise. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, thank you for tuning in to Yasha Young and sharing his anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. If you have been listening to this three-part series, Equipped for the Battle, and you have enjoyed the messages, please feel free to leave a comment. Please feel free to like. Please feel free to share any of these messages. Again, thank you for listening to our Yasha podcast, Young and Sharing His Anointing. I'm Elder Shanina Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.